How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Good evening. This is Brian Mosalem along with your co-host Jason Strayhorn, my co-host Jason Strayhorn, alongside another victorious MSU victory. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing fantastic. 7 and 0, baby. 7 and 0. That's a nice ring to it. When's the last time we were able to talk about 7 and 0? I think the year was 2015. Fitting. When was That's the last that. When was the last time Michigan State played Michigan both 7 and 0? Ooh, we're going back into the dark ages, like 1930. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Try 99. There we 1999. go. 1999. There we go. But they're not 7-0 yet. They got one more game. But, uh, you yeah, know, it's nice to go on a no road. No cart before the horse just yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, can, we got a bye week. We can rest. Uh, we get can healthy. Get healthy. Recruit. Recruit. Get our heads back together. Uh, collect ourselves, correct our mistakes, look at some, watch the film, get some rest, and then get ready for the big one. And you know, know as coaches, one it is. coaches always say, right, the big one's the next one. But we all know, we all know what the next one is. This is the real big one. You know, talk about Michigan game now. It, it's it's like officially Michigan week. Due is it though? Times two. We get two I weeks mean, in a row, a bye week going into Michigan week. But but like, does that help us or hurt us? Are we ready for like? It's, is it Michigan week yet? <clears throat> for us, it is, but for them, it's not. So you know, it, it we does. have to we have to take the cage, the lion out of the cage at the proper time, Brian. Not today. It has to be on October thirtieth. Today it's October nineteenth. Got a is long it? way to go. Nineteenth. <laughs> is it? Yes, Brian. Don't call me Brian. <laughs> it's the what 19th. <laughs> what did I tell you about call me Brian? Huh? It's your name. It is, you know, it is the 19th, and this is a bye week. So we're going to treat it as such. If we're back in our playing days, we're going to treat it as such. <laughs> uh, but obviously we got, you know, one eye on the prize. Oh, yeah. And, and we know what that prize is. And uh, Oh, Paul Bunyan. Yep. I mean, it's been, you know... 20 some years since both <laughs> programs have been undefeated. Yeah. Assuming Michigan gets out of, I believe it's Ann Arbor with a victory Saturday. And uh, the hype. Northwestern. The hype, the crescendo that's all going to build. Every bit of it's going to build. Yeah, it's going to keep building. It, Wish it was a little later kickoff. You know, I know a lot of the why, why is it a noon? <laughs> Whose call is it? Alan Heller? What, Who gonna call Mad, somebody? Maddishbia? Who made that? Why is it a noon kick? Why is that a noon kick? I, I, you know, look, half of the fan base likes the noon? noon kickoffs, and the other half, the the younger half, likes it later. Yeah, but you, if you're a home team, the decided advantage is to play the 3.30 slot, the 4 o'clock slot. Let's break that but, down. Why? Why do you want to play later? Because if you're, listen, if you're on the road, you want to play the noon game, mm -hmm. right? When you're playing the noon game on the road, uh, the crowd doesn't have time to get juiced all morning. Yep. It's a big, it's a, it's a, as, for those of you that don't really know and, and have played in a game, 
it's a big advantage on the road to play at noon. Crowd's mm-hmm. half awake. They're mm-hmm. not there yet. Uh, but when you get to that 3.30, 4 o'clock time slot, and especially that 7.30, 8 o'clock time slot, um, and you're on the road, oh, yeah. the game becomes a lot more difficult because the crowd gets a lot more r- l- louder, and they feel more on <laughs> why, top why of you. Why does it get louder? <laughs> I, I'm, I got to believe there are refreshments that might help them. That's what I got to believe, but... But if you're and on we're the road, in Michigan, this is a different. This state, we, there's all kinds are, of things going mean, on in Michigan. This now. is Michigan. We're both seven and zero. It's a noon game. Crowd's going to be loud. I'm talking no about question. the state of Michigan. The laws in the state of Michigan. Not only 21 years old and up, you can drink and do some of that other stuff too. Ken? Hell yeah, man! Ken? Them relaxed gummies, all that stuff that people do. But that'll put nowadays. You, but that'll put you to sleep, though. I mean, <laughs> it really, depends. We need it you. Depends. We need you dialed in and wired. That student section. Has to come alive at like eleven p eleven a.m. on the thirtieth. Excuse me, it's the deep end. I'm sorry, the deep end. My apologies. the The deep end. The deep, the deep end, end has to come alive at eleven a.m. Better bring it. They have to be in that stadium when our our young men come out for warm up. They have to be in that stadium. Ready to go. What does it do for the t- like? Just talk about that. Like, what does it do when you come out of that I, I, for warm ups? Out of the tunnel, and you and, and, and like the whole student, the whole deep end is there. So when you're an crazy. offensive lineman, that's the corner you head into for warmups. And when you head into that corner and you look up, and that whole student section, the deep end is full, and they're just amped up, ready to go around 11 a.m. Right, because you go on 11:30 before a noon kick. If you if you're there there for warmup, that absolutely sets the tone for that game. Oh man, there the is DJ's no question up about there. It. You know, everybody, you know, in their gear, whatever, their faces painted, going nuts, throwing stuff around, you know, the legal stuff, water, having a great time, and and you just get your juices, it gets the juices flowing. Why just legal stuff? (laughs) Just... Just curious. I don't know. What illegal stuff could they be throwing around? (laughs) Hey, go down to Tennessee and ask Lane Kiffin. They throw a lot of illegal stuff around. <laughs> must, mean, mustard bottles? <laughs> mustard. Huh? French's mustard bottles, <laughs> golf balls, batteries. I mean, we've seen it all. You know, but before but, all that happened. Our fans are classy, but we're going to get are. to that. They absolutely are. Before all that happened, we uh, went into Indiana, and which I, you know, as you and I talked, is a very underrated team, right? They were two oh. and three. Uh, they lost to number two, three and seven, have an outstanding defense. Uh, outstanding Mike linebacker, great corners, and they gave us everything that we could handle. I mean, they I mean, came that out. That was a play right there that yeah. flipped it. That right there, Cal Halliday. Because if you, if Cal doesn't pick that off and take that in the end zone, it's nine nothing. Ellingsburg, PA. And so we played tremendous defense. Right, we held them to, co- in case to, you to quarters. Know where from. We held them to field goals all all the first half. Couldn't muster any drive in the first half. We had very few first downs. But we were able to get the stops on the goal line in the red zone. It's all about red zone defense. And, and we're able to get them to kick, to kick field goals. This is it right here. Yeah, when you hold can kick field, field goals goal and attempt. hold them to field goals and go in a half down 9-7, I don't think we had a first down. I don't think we, we – did we – I don't think we moved the ball once, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they outgained us, what, 23 first downs to Michigan State's 14. They did. They yeah, absolutely was, did. They, they, they dominated in a lot of – Statistical categories when you really break it down. So when you looked at the half and you went at half and you saw the stats 
and and you were just you were wondering, you know, what kind of halftime adjustments were we going to make, right? Were we going to come out second half, and how what kind of ball were we going to play? And I'll tell you what, to uh, coach's credit, right? We made the adjustments at halftime. We came out. We we tightened up on defense. Some of the biggest things they did was they came out with a sense of urgency. You can see the difference on offense, especially. You know, when they came out in the second half, they were getting lined up and getting the ball snapped. I think that was the longest carry of the day for Kenneth Walker was that 13-yard carry, and that was because the Indiana defense wasn't even set. They snapped the ball. He didn't even know if he should run the ball or not. He runs, and then oh, good old sneaky Tom Allen, you know, he, he, he started doing that, hey, hey, everybody, lay down. And defensive players started falling for no reason. Reason unbeknownst to us, they just fell down. Everybody on that field knows there's a difference. There's a clear, succinct difference between true injuries. We all know. We, we pretty much know on the field when a guy's hurt. And you could tell when a guy's hurt. And then we also know when a guy's falling down because he, he wants to get the offense out of rhythm because that's what was happening. And I think it was Connor Hayward made a comment. He was probably 10 yards away from the, the, the player who was on the ground that got hurt for no reason. And he got a 15-yard flag after the 13-yard game. There were so many penalties against the Hoosiers. And I know like coach, coaches can't talk about it. Players don't want to talk about it. They don't want to make any excuses. But 134 yards and penalties compared 12, to 12 pennies. 12 for 124. Indiana had 5 for 35. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, like, they, they're not angels over there, and we're not devils. Look, we're not going to make excuses. I mean, we had uh, a couple question, questionable roughing calls, a couple questionable. Free Jacob. Uh, yeah, a couple, <laughs> couple <laughs> questionable PI P. calls. There's, there's a name for you on defense, Panashuk. Yeah. Yep. It's hard to say, but get to know it. Get to know that name. Because he's been playing, he's been balling all year. Oh yeah, he's been on, but, been on the team for thirteen about, years, Courtney Bryan. When you talk about <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you talk about how we came out and you know we we weren't crisp, right? We had the penalties. We you know their their corners played us very oh, well. Yeah, their linebackers played us very well. Their run defense played us very well, right? <laughs> the, the, the defense. Their defense, defense was outstanding. Indiana's defense. That's a good football team now. A very a, good football team. As Mel said, as Coach Tucker said, that is a very good football team. And, and their record is very misleading because when you lose the number two, three, and seven, you know, you're a little bit better than advertised. No. And, on, you know, a couple bounces here and there. But, you know, when you look at the mistakes that we made, you look at, you know, the way that we played – and to come out of there with a win, and anytime you, any winning's hard, winning's <laughs> hard, winning on the road is even harder. And twelve having you know twelve penalties, hundred thirty four <laughs> yards, couple picks, and getting out of there with a win is probably even harder, right? <laughs> so, yeah, just so, a little bit harder. So credit, I mean credit to coach, credit to the staff, credit to the young men because they went into a tough place to play. You know, which was perceived as a trap game, and we're able to come out of there with a W. And I and I gotta say, like that builds character. Oh, without question, it builds character because you know we know from the Michigan State side of things, the players and the staff they weren't really looking at this as a as a trap game. They were looking at it as more of a you know workman's like business trip. But when we got to Bloomington, it 
it sure felt like a trap game. I mean, they had the team staying out in, you know, somewhere out in no man's land, you know, where the uh, the the Shining was filmed or the what's that other movie? <laughs> Deliverance. Deliverance is out there. We saw the banjo play. Man, it, you know, there, there's no food. There's no cell service. You get to the stadium. I mean, they've done a phenomenal job with that stadium. They filled, they've closed it on both ends. I mean, Indiana, you remember Indiana, the old Indiana we played. They used to have a capacity of 30,000, and only 10 would show up. And most of those were our moms and dads. 6,000. <laughs> Six. Most of were our parents, yep. No now question. they got like 60, and everybody's there. I mean, they were cheering. They, I mean, they were getting after it on third down. I mean, it was loud in that stadium. And they believed that they were going to pull that off, man. I mean, you can see it. You can feel the energy from the people that were there for their homecoming, another homecoming schedule. Michigan State, again, scheduled for a homecoming, which is right, disrespectful. Right, the third homecoming of the year, I mean, it's un- I believe. Un- unbelievable how many homecomings we've had. And they thought they were going to have a happy homecoming, and they believed and they could have. Michigan State only coming you out with a narrow victory funny? by five you, points, but it was a great win. You know what's funny about being scheduled as, your, as somebody else's homecoming game is that they're expected to beat you. <laughs> so far, you know, Vegas had us winning uh, over under four and a half wins, finishing last in the Big Ten East. Yeah. So if we are your scheduled homecoming game, you're, you're expecting to win that game. Yes. And this is our third homecoming game on the road. So that speaks volumes as to where Melbourne Why wouldn't is. it be a homecoming game at home? Huh? We had one at home, too. I know. I get that. <laughs> I get that. But we're supposed to be the, ro- the road team's fodder. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. It's roadkill. That's my point. That's what you schedule yeah. for homecoming, the roadkill. Like, hey, we got this one. So you now, know, now That's we, the athletic director saying l- l- look, 10 years in advance. Yeah, right? 10 years <laughs> in advance. But credit to uh, Tom Allen. He's done a hell of a job. I mean, when you watch Indiana play, they play hard. They got athletes. They look so much different than they did um, six years ago, even. Oh, yeah. Yeah, different. So this much is not different. your. I mean, you're from Naptown. Tell us. This is not your grandfather's Indiana University. I, you know, look, I Fathers grew up watching. Fathers or grandfathers? Not even your cousins. Your, young, your cousins <laughs> that, that you grew up with. That's not that Indiana. This is a new Indiana, man. I mean, they, they play ball, they play. Hard-nosed defense. They get after it. Tom Allen has got his recruits coming in there. I mean, there's a buzz down in Bloomington that we haven't seen before. And then you look at what's going on at Purdue. I mean, Purdue beat the number two out of Iowa. You know, you The got number this. two out of Iowa. <laughs> that was the, one of the greatest lines of the weekend. Purdue that- knocks off number two Iowa. And beat the number two out of and, – and then you had Notre Dame. So, Indiana's got some football going on, you know, but – Hey, listen, since then I, I, I came up north and I, and I signed with a team called Michigan State. And, um, so it's I've not, it's not Hoosiers since. you're telling me. You're telling me they got some footballs that they're playing Yeah, down no, it's not Hoosiers. It's not Hickory High. No. So when we, looked, when we watched that game and we saw illegal formations, we saw, um, we saw you know. The, holding, uh, illegal procedure. Holding, illegal procedures. We saw offensive pass interference. We saw a lot of correctable mistakes. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And to Coach Tucker's credit, he acknowledged there's a lot of mistakes that are correctable. And, and you know, something tells me we probably need to th- correct these things heading into two weeks from now. 
Um, but when you look at a lot of the mistakes, some even some of the roughing the passer calls where I thought were uh, questionable at best, some were <laughs> borderline brutal. I mean, absolutely. I mean, what are you watching? What are you looking I, at? I, I, what Punish? What, what, Do we what, have that highlight? Do we have Ponishuk's highlight of him like falling out of bounds and a guy pushing him and them calling a, P, a, a roughing the passer? I, I, I mean, some of the stuff I'm <laughs> watching and I'm I'm no expert. I don't know anything about football. I have right. no clue, I'm, honestly. But and I get protecting the quarterback. I totally understand that. But what are we watching half the time? What am I looking at that you're looking at that's different? I'm, I, I swear to you, I'm so confused because Panashuk's been called for at least three or four roughings that, to me, were like, made zero sense at all. I think he scares people because he looks mean. He looks like one of those guys. But he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. Straight. And he guy, plays the, hard. Straight. The guy at, at the end, the Indiana guy, pushed him. He, like, held on, falling out of bounds, and they call him for roughing, roughing the passer. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, I, I'm. I, I was wondering what, like, what are we watching here? We've never we seen anything like it with one player that to call the same kind of penalty. Diff, these are different officiating crews doing the same thing, calling on the same player. I'm not going to mention any refs by name. Name O'Neill. No way. We would never mention O'Neill's no, no, name. No. Don't ever mention O'Neill's name. But it just seems like every time he's. <laughs> 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 you know, we're not trying to make excuses here, but every time O'Neal is involved in one of our games, there's a lot of flags that fly. Minimum of 12. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I don't want to mention any show. names. Three a quarter. I'm not going to blame You're anybody. The star. I'm not blaming anybody. It's You're a lot a hero. of TV time. Listen, a lot of TV time. You deserve it. Ratings are through the roof. <laughs> when do you throw that yellow flag? The ratings are through the roof. And so, I mean, does uh, he have a Twitter? O'Neal, oh, he got <laughs> <laughs> an Instagram or something. I mean, the guy's got a following. I mean, he's he's popular. Why every time we get him, we, <laughs> we have questionable calls? I'm just asking. It's, like, it, right, we're not making this up. <laughs> Review the tape. This is real. It's unbelievable. I, it's so funny because I was we're getting, saying what you can't say because that's hey, listen, we're not coaches. It's our show. Does it doesn't matter? <laughs> doesn't matter. It's, it's our, our opinion. Yeah, it's our opinion slash fact. But it, it's fact. It's fact too. But <laughs> hey, but I swear you know how many texts I got about O'Neill that day. <laughs> O'Neill's 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 roughing the game. Oh boy, O'Neill, O'Neill, O'Neill. <laughs> Why do I have multiple Spartans telling me that and mentioning to me O'Neal's name? How do they? How does Spartan Nation know O'Neal's name? That's what I want to know. I just, I didn't know his name before the game. I got text after text after text that made me wonder. Oh yeah. No. Why? How was that happening? There were certain guys in the booth in the broadcast booth that would circle it. You know, no, no nobody that's on air, and and before the game and point. While we were talking, I'm like, uh oh, there's that O'Neill name. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. By halftime, I think we had eight penalties. It was <laughs> it's I, incredible. I, it, it this is, guy, I don't know, man. And, and listen, anyway, victory's done. So now we head into the bye week with you know who looming. All right. 
Michigan is looming, heading into the bye week, and which should set up an absolute showdown in East Lansing. Let me ask you a question. Do you want them to beat Northwestern or not? I do. I want them to beat Northwestern. I think that is good. It's for the brand, for the game itself. You want to have two undefeated teams. We don't want no excuses. We got a noon kick. I know noon kick to us sucks. We got a noon kick. It sucks. It what sucks about the bad. brand? It does well for the brand. I think we're counting on Michigan for the brand. <laughs> they put you on at noon. <laughs> so much for the brand. <laughs> well, Some people well, think that that's that that is prime time. You know those. Uh, uh, 80, 80, 85 and up? Yeah, sure. They, they think eight, 12, 12 noon is prime time, you know? Uh, but uh, my, my, my dad's 85. My he dad's 81. My dad loves the noon game. My dad Absolutely loves, my loves game. the noon game. He'll, he, my dad likes any game. He what, loves all why, the games. Why, why are we playing Michigan at noon? No respect. They, want, they think that Penn State, Ohio State is a better night game, you know, which is traditionally it has been a night game. But, like, why not a 3.30? I don't. I don't understand. I believe the World Series. Fox. Fox has got their big noon kick deal. We got Gus Johnson in the house. We'll take Gus. We'll take Gus. Oh yeah. Gus enjoyable. Uh, Joel Klatt, Another story. K nine. We'll take. We will take Gus hear Johnson. That. I want to hear him screaming. K nine. So tell me about Michigan State this week, right? Joe this is the bye week. Is it Joe Klatt or Joel Klatt? It's Klatt. All right, Klatt. Tell me about this week with, with the bye for. week looming. Michigan has a game. Um, what are the advantages and disadvantages for MSU heading into the bye week this week? <sighs> well, I mean, advantages are get healthy. Everybody gets a chance to get healthy, get back to fundamentals, work on your technique, and just have basic practice this week and work on correcting some of those mistakes that you were talking about from a penalty standpoint. I think the disadvantages are Sometimes you can get out of rhythm. You can lose a step, and it can take you half a quarter or, worst case, up to a quarter to adjust to the speed of the game. And that's why you want to start fast. That's why people talk about when you're on the road, you want to start fast, especially with a team coming off a of bye week because they haven't played in a game in a week. Michigan having a game on Saturday, coming into Michigan State, coming into East Lansing, they have an advantage of game speed, but they're going to be a little bit more worn down. You got Michigan State's going to have the fresh leg. So there's the little internal battle between the two locker rooms, if you will, the tale of two locker rooms. Coaches are going to get a chance from the Michigan State side to go out and do some recruiting, get away from it all for a second. You know, Mel Tucker has done a phenomenal job of having a great family balance of life with the, with the staff. So he's going to let them, you know, breathe a little bit, let the players breathe a little bit and collect their thoughts. But he knows there's a big, there's a big game looming. And next week, all bets are off, man. Next week, they're going to be back at it going 55 miles an hour on the freeway trying to take it easy, not trying to take it easy. Yeah, but when you played, did you like the bye week? Yeah, I loved the bye week. See, I never did. I loved it. I did not like the bye week. I feel like treatment, you, I, but I just felt like you got out of your rhythm, you got out of your momentum, uh, especially like if you lost, you got that nasty oh, yeah, taste yeah, in yeah, your yeah. mouth for two weeks. Well, man, you must have lost a lot of times. I, I don't mean, know. 
<laughs> hey, you were on many of those teams, so, you I was, know. Yeah, that was when I was a youngster. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, losing and then going into a bye week sucks. That's terrible. Yeah, it, but winning, have some injuries, you know, you got to get that extra. You go see Jeff and Sally in the training room, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then you start to, like, become human again. Like, oh, like my hands actually do work. My back, my knees, they, they, they don't ache all the time. So, so, like, what advantage do you have game planning for Michigan or the next opponent in a bye week? More film. More film. Yeah, you get to see, you get to watch tendencies. You get to break them down. Usually you don't have that much time to break an opponent down. You only have, you have less than a week. You have now with all the iPads and things that kids are able to, or players are able to have to watch film 24 hours a day that we didn't have back in the Stone Ages. But two weeks of that, I mean, you know, and they've been watching a little film on Michigan all year long. All year long. Yeah. And then you get a chance to take that film and then apply it to the game. They're going to watch Northwestern in real time and say, okay, now I'm anticipating this is what he's going to do in this formation. That, Oh, yep, that's it. Oh, no, I was wrong there. So it gives you some a leg up, if you will, to be able to prepare because you can prepare for them, watch them play a live game that's not you, and then prepare some more and then play them in real life. You know, you're right about that because you can spend all week watching their tendencies all week watching about, you know, what kind of defense they play, which way they run, whatever offense they run. Oh, yeah. And then you can compare it to the way they game plan against Northwestern. And Absolutely. while you're watching that game, you can say, oh, yeah, I saw this on film. Or this is their tendency on first down. Mm-hmm. Or this is their, you know, slant to the wide side. Or they're playing the under defense to the weak side. I mean, these are the things you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. That, that you can validate while you're watching a Northwestern game. Yeah, we should do that. We should have people in here and, like, break down film and, like, go through that so they can feel what it's like to break down film with two old washed-up offensive linemen. I'm telling you, breaking down film with the (laughs) Telestrator, if I can just get that, like, yellow circle to come on the TV. (laughs) That red laser. Yeah, that red laser. It is is fascinating because I'll tell you right now, when you watch film from the tight copy from the sideline and then you watch it from the end zone – it looks so easy. You got, <laughs> the game looks easy. You're like, if this, I mean, we block this guy here, we're out the gate. We're gone. Or we're one block away here, gone. See this guy right here, if he doesn't fall, gone. And so when you're watching TV, you're like, what is he doing? <laughs> or why are they running up the middle? Why are they running completely straight up no the middle? No one's ever said that before. <laughs> but but you do, and then you watch the film, the the and, and you're like, and you're you're saying, God dang, one guy and this guy's gone. Yep. This is why we ran up the middle. <laughs> so so when you watch film on TV or you watch a game on TV, and you just you just see a big pile in the middle of the field, and you wonder what are they doing? Why would they call that? You really don't know until you watch the film to understand what they're doing. It's pretty fascinating, actually. Football is such an intricate game of chess. It's such a fascinating game of X's and O's that, you know, if you, if you truly understand the game, it is so complex and so complicated. It's, it's, there's no perfect answer. It's just a piece of clay where you're molding and you're always working on perfection. 
And you learn, you copycat, you learn from other coaches, you learn other schemes, and then schemes become outdated. And it's, it's very, very interesting. Football's a fascinating game. That's what attracted us to... Oh, we love the game. Oh, we love the oh, game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you learn what people are, what their rules of engagement are, you know, when they play, what their techniques are, what they're being taught on defense is what we use to, we counter what they're being taught in order to give us an advantage on offense and vice versa. You know, everyone studies. I mean, the more you study, the better you are. You hear guys like Deion Sanders that, you know, he's ridiculous athletic ability. But the film, I mean, the guy, yeah, he loved the style. He loved them jerry curls and all the gold chains and, and limousines. But if you, if you pay attention to what he was as a player, and he, all, he talks about this every time he, he gets a chance, he, he watched that film. He watched film until the very moment he walked out on that field to play. So it, 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 he was trying to pick up an edge, trying to pick up a tell, just like a great poker player. You know, he's going to try to figure out, is he bluffing or is he not? And, and, and that makes you faster when you know and you can you, – you studied enough to be able to guess right, you're faster on the field. And we know speed kills. I can't tell you how many times we watched film with Nick Saban and he would tell a player, uh, Ike – I Grace, what I tell you to do in this play? Where are you supposed to be? If you were here, what would have happened? And Ike would have said, and I'm just saying Ike, Ike would have said, I would have made the play. <laughs> and Coach would say, I was better off putting a garbage can there. <laughs> yeah. Because mm -hmm. they're so right. That yeah. If you just did, read your keys, where you were supposed to be, you know, instead of out of position, that a garbage can could have probably made the play before you did. <laughs> I mean, it's fascinating. You know, like those guys, like Coach Saban was in his 40s. I mean, he's in, he's on, he'll be 70. He looked 71 back then. He did, he did look yeah. 71. But you, you're talking to a guy who's 18 to 22 years old who's watched, I mean, maybe 37 minutes of film in his life. And his coaches <laughs> – 42, 42 minutes of film, and these coaches have watched, I mean, decades worth of film and tendencies. I mean, I think Coach Saban was in, in some of those meetings with, with uh, Lombardi when he was breaking down the, the power sweep. <laughs> and, and he, I mean, he, with one play, Lombardi, I mean, it's legendary. One play he would break down for six hours. Wow. Six hours at coaching clinics. One play. So you think it's not complex. The game is complex, and it just looks like a bunch of guys going to the left and tossing the ball. No, it's 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 all about angles, steps, technique, every, leverage, yes, everything. Every all eleven guys, all it's, eleven guys on that field going in the same direction, doing the proper thing, and it's hard to do. And that's that's what Michigan State challenges teams to do from a defensive standpoint. Is to be able to, hey, we're going to let you get your yards, but we don't believe you're going to be able to put together five, 10 to 15 play drives. We don't think you can do it and actually score. That, that is exactly right. That's why if you're watching Michigan State and you get frustrated that we're giving up yards, giving up yards, giving up yards, bend but don't break, bend but don't break, there is a reason why. It is very hard to go 11, 12, 13 plays and score to get 11 players in, in unison doing the same thing. For, there is bound 
to be a mistake. <laughs> uh, from a turnover to a false start to a holding to whatever, a missed block. It is very, very difficult. That's why when you hear coaches say, uh, we have to con control the explosive plays and the big plays, that's what they mean. Mm -hmm. They mean make them go 11, 12, 13 plays. It's very, very hard to do. It's, it's a lot harder than it looks because everybody has to be on the same page. And sometimes people really don't understand, and they get frustrated. Michigan State gave up 400 yards passing, yet they got nine points at halftime. <laughs> right? right. It's, it's bend but don't break. These are the things about football that, that really, like, you have to understand. If you don't give up explosive plays, you have a chance to be in the game. Um, speaking of explosive, Coach D'Antonio. Next week. Coach D. Coach us, Coach. Coach D's going to be here. Coach D's going to join us, the legend. Do we got the tape? Just come out and say what you, what's your feeling at some point in time because you know I can only be diplomatic for so long, okay? The little brother stuff, all the disrespect, it doesn't have to go in that direction. We've tried to hire, handle ourselves with composure. That doesn't come from the coach. That comes from the program. And, uh, you know, throwing the stake down in our, in our backyard out here and coming out there like they're all that. You know, it got shoved up, up shoved it up. It got shoved the last, uh, the last minute and a half, and we were not, not going to pull off of that. Just come out and say what you, what's your. How exciting is that going to be? It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. He hasn't done many interviews since he hung them up, hung up the headset. This is going to be interesting. I tell you Had what. Had one heck of a career record against Michigan, I'll tell you that. Coach D has changed the trajectory <clears throat> of this uh, this rivalry. He's, I believe he's 9-4 and four in his 13 years against Michigan. And he really changed the way we looked at this rivalry. And he made it the focal point. Every year he made it the most important game of the schedule. And uh, it's going to be really nice to have him here next week because, God, from – you know, pride comes before the fall to little brother to, you know. Um, you're going to mock us. You're going to mock us. They can mock us all they want. <laughs> It'll ne it's not over. It'll never be over. It's just getting started. Like he Oh, really Mike Hart's going to be on that sideline, isn't he? Or up in the booth. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's going to be over there. All five foot four of them. He'll be there. <laughs> and so um, it's uh, it is, it'll be a pleasure to have Michigan State's all-time winningest coach Coach D'Antonio next week join us to talk a little bit about what, what the rivalry meant to him, what it meant to the program, and how it changed the trajectory of the program. And uh, we're extremely excited, I'll tell you. It's uh, did a hell of a job. You know, Michigan State's all-time winning as coach. History will be kind to him. And uh, he's been looking good, though. It was nice to see him in Coach yeah. Tuck's office. Yeah, it's real nice to see him around the program still. In Coach Tuck's office, you see him at practice. You see him, I've seen him in Miami. He's around, man. I mean, he's a he's a, a figure that did a lot for this university. And when you look at this roster right now, you know, people say what say what you want about Coach D'Antonio in his career at Michigan State as being the all-time winningest coach in Michigan State history. He left some meat on the bone here. If you look at the players that are making the plays, the players that are contributing the most on this roster right now. It's a lot of D'Antonio players. You know, everybody talks about the 41 new faces that Mel Tucker's gone out and gotten. 
you know, obviously Kenneth Walker being the headliner of that from Wake Forest. But when you talk about Cal Halliday, you talk about Jacob Ponishuk, you talk about Speedy Naylor, Jaden Reed, transfer. Jaden Reed's a transfer. Peyton Thorne. These are all D'Antonio guys. These are guys that were recruited under Mark D'Antonio and he, he, he has done a phenomenal job. He likes to see those guys. You know, he talks to them at practice a little bit. They come up to him. Hey, Coach. Hey, hey Coach. It's good to see you, you know, because he's a father figure, and that's what it's about, you know. And him and Mel have a great relationship. Mel, Coach Mel Tucker have a great relationship. Slightly different philosophies, but when you think about where they came from, both of them, defensive back specialist guys, both of them underneath Saban. And, and they've gone on to have great careers. Uh, you know, obviously Mel Tucker's at the beginning of his as a head coach and Coach D'Antonio having the career that he had at Michigan State as a head coach. So it'll be it's, – it's awesome to see. And having him around to really uh, set that tone for what this game means uh, it, it, is a, it's just a, a big – it's a huge pleasure for all of us. We're excited. We got some. What's next? What? We got some what? Some rumors. We got some rumors. Oh, man. Oh, man. What? Why are we bringing this up? Look, it has been said, Brian, that they're, the powers that be at LSU are pursuing. Mel Tucker to be the next head coach for the Louisiana State Tigers. Coach Ogeron, it has they have agreed to part ways at the end of this season. What are you going to say about that? What do I think? Here's what I think. Here's what you think. Where's it at? <laughs> you got the pick? That Here's was the odds. odds. See that? What do I think Plus of those 200. odds? Plus 200. He's a, he's the leader. Here's what I think of those odds. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Are you going to put the billionaire up there? Next topic. Come on, man. Come on. Go what ahead. are you going to what? SEC media rights. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Go with that bull. Bull crap. Go. I mean, I mean, to your point, you know, the SEC, I mean, everybody talks about how deep the pockets of the SEC are. You know, they have all that oil money, all that sugar money, you know. And, but their SEC, T, SEC network deal is running out, and they're looking to re-up. And they're gonna they're looking to negotiate somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred million per year for all fourteen schools. Uh, that comes out to about what twenty million? Yeah, but you know the Big Ten media rights is uh, four forty per year through twenty twenty four. I guess the point of all this is that this is where we're headed, right? Two mega conferences. Mm -hmm. It's going to get bigger. NIL is going to play a bigger role. 300 to 440. Huh? Yeah, I mean, this, this, the Big Ten has a bigger media right than the SEC. For anybody who doubts the Big Ten's power and, and national appeal, 
I mean, those numbers speak for themselves. And this is something that I think, you know, is very, very important when you look at the national landscape, right? At the end of the day. What does that have to do with the coaches? If you have more media rights. More, you have more money to spread around. <laughs> That's what it got to do. Oh. Yeah. So we tying the LSU rumor in. The, wait, wait, billionaire. You're tying the LSU wait, rumor. M- billionaire and TV deals equal. We, we, we got, we, Mel, Mel Tucker ain't going nowhere. Is, that, got, what, is that what I'm hearing? We have billionaires. We have a Plural. big. T- we have a big TV deal, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna go from there. Why we're showing odds on what Vegas has is irrelevant. <laughs> we got a game to play in two weeks. Where does Vegas come up a line like that? Like I mean I don't know. Hey, listen, Coach Tucker has done a phenomenal job being a, a, a an African American black a head coach here that Bill Beekman was able to hire the former athletic director. Hats off to Bill and everything he was able you to know, do. You know, Bill Beekman has not received enough credit for that hire and, and Alan Haller, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, Alan's been involved in both hires, Mark D'Antonio and Bill Beekman. Yep. Or um, um, uh, Mel Tucker. Uh, but Beekman deserves credit for that. I mean, that's um, Beekman's hire. He's 7-0. and Yeah. Alan led that search. And as much as people want to talk about what direction the athletic department's going in, there's been they've made some some outstanding decisions great decisions landed yeah. the biggest donor in msu history sure did 30 30 32 million 32 mil yeah, yeah. that picture you just showed matt ish matt yeah matt ishbia i mean you nah, know but i mean that's a, that's he, a gave, he gave because of his love to the university because of his love for tom Izzo and his, <laughs> his belief in uh and, and the programs and the viability. He's also uh, put together the largest NIL deal in the history of the co- in, in the country so far. Yes, he has. And and that's because he loves the programs and and he knows that if football and basketball are successful, that uh, that'll all permeate down to other programs, non-revenue sports, especially man, he's women's a programs. Dog man. Ish, yeah. Matt Ishby is a real Spartan dog. I'm, I'm telling you, especially. How, how many billionaires you know played on the national championship team, basketball, with, with the Flintstones? How many? The first thing out of his mouth, he said, if I help basketball and football, I know it'll help every other woman's sport. Okay? Yeah. To me, that's, that's somebody that has a vision. Yes. Honestly, it really is. I know he so, took a lot of heat for that, you know, but, I mean, Matt, he, he's going to. Hey, how do you take it's heat? Coming. Say, it's coming. Say thank you. It's coming. Thank you, say he. Let's let's move on to the Lions real quick. <laughs> let's talk about your the Lions. favorite Lions. Did they win this week? At the, the coach cried. Hold on, Dan cried and, and captured our hearts last week. And what happened? Lions. Moose, I want you to tell me what happened after he captured our hearts last week. Well, the Lions went out and uh, you know crapped the proverbial bed. Right, it was a lackluster performance, um, and if you watch some of the highlights, do we have any highlights of the game, Sawyer? Uh, they played so bad, it's just not even worth showing them. Right? right? Uh, so, right. It ain't even worth right. it. Hey, there is no highlight. I mean, if you talk can we show some uh, golf incompletions? Can we show? I'll see what I can dig up. I mean, if you talk about, like, forget it. Sawyer, don't even show any highlights. I mean, if you talk about the way they came out. So here's a coach who went on national TV before, after the last game, cried. Uh, you know, you felt it, right? He felt yeah. the pain of Detroiters. 
felt the pain of his fans, stood by them. Um, you yeah. know, you, you said to yourself, players are coming out to play from this week. There's no question. They're going to come answer the bell. I turned the TV on at 17 nothing. At 17 nothing. Before you got out of bed. Before I got out of bed. You know, oh, oh, oh. woke up 2 o'clock, 17 nothing. Uh, looked at the final score, 34-11. Huh? Looked at Jeff Goff's stats. Watched the way he played. He's clearly not the blame, but he's not the answer either. Is it time to bench Jeff Goff? For for who? who? <laughs> That's my only question. I was going to ask you. For, for who? Who are <laughs> we benching like, him for? Like, you're, you're going to go in and <laughs> if it's for you, no. Keep him in there. How about my dad? Uh, no. 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 He is better than you and your dad and me and my dad. He, he is better than the rest of us out here. But as far as an elite quarterback, we got a long way to go. I mean, we are so depleted at talent. You know, you talk this about... This might be the worst roster in NFL history. I mean, they, they battle. They, you know, they... they no. <laughs> Listen, that, that word right there is exactly what you say when a team has no talent. They battle. <laughs> they didn't quit. What are, what are, what are you all going to literally walk yard, off the field? 66-yard field goal to beat them. Uh, last second field goal against Minnesota to beat him. Dan's in an impossible situation. They're playing for him. Yeah, but he's in an impossible situation. They, they did not play for him last week. Can we lay blame on the quarterback? They, they're, they're, they're going to bench him next year for, for? the number one pick in who's the that NFL draft. Who's that going to be? <laughs> Kid from Liberty. I, I don't know. We're going to see. Liberty. <laughs> Yeah, they got a sweet quarterback. Do they? Oh, yeah. Sam Retigliano still the coach there? You don't remember yeah, who that, that is, that, do you? Retigliano. Remember him? He no. was the Browns coach. Oh, yeah. Remember? He was the Liberty. Wow. Who's that kid transferred at Michigan State we played with from Liberty? Trey. Man, you see. Trey him? Sarton. Sarton. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. This is this this guy right here. This is this Google Brain. Is now it time to bench Jeff Goff? No, no. I, because let nobody. him play. We got no. There's no substitute. Forty six dollars. Right Who's the backup? <laughs> Who? Tell me. Your dad. Besides my dad, who is the backup for the Lions? No clue. There is no clue. <laughs> who? You tell me. I. Like Dan, I can't. I don't care. Dan Arlovsky. Like, what do you mean? I tell you, Dan Arlovsky. Yeah, bring him out off of ESPN and get him under center and let him run out of the back of the end zone like he did against the Vikings. <laughs> I love, I love, I love how smart he's gotten since he took the damn cleats off. He's never wrong. He's fantastic. He's right, unbelievable. This guy, <laughs> unbelievable. He's. Hey. <laughs> You, you mean to tell me Dan Orlovsky could not back up the Detroit Lions at all? He did. He had his day, and he cost us a safety against Jared <laughs> Allen. He peed down his leg because Jared Allen You know, I think we got to get, in, get into uh, <laughs> some of the comments made by our counterpart here. Our counterpart? Our 
you know, part of well, our listen, part of our team. No, a guy, a, a Michigan guy. A Michigan guy. Yeah. All right, and my phone hasn't stopped all day today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Braylon Edwards takes a shot at Michigan State's defense, and then takes a shot at MSU's fan base. Uh, do we have the the shot against the defense, Sawyer? Then yes. I wish Alex Mayer was here. Sits right there with Easy is sitting so he can hear this clear as day. And I hope he's listening because he's going to get in his feelings after mm-hmm. I give this take. He's going to get in his feelings. Nebraska <laughs> gave Indiana the blueprint. Indiana just did it better. Answer me this question, Ryan and yep. Name me one player on Michigan State's defense. Don't worry, I'll wait. Can't. All year. They have been playing average on defense. You don't even know a name. You can't give me a name because they don't have anybody that has stepped up. Their defense is a basic defense. Now going to that offense. Then yes. I wish Alex Mayer was. Name one player on Michigan State defense. Armani over there co-signed it too. He don't know nobody. So is he like being a hot take artist, or he has no clue? He probably doesn't know, but he'll learn on October thirtieth. Names like Ponishuk, he'll learn. Matt Ishbia, <laughs> look yeah. at that. Look, look, see, see. Um, hey, Braylon. Braylon, there's just, a list right there for no, you. Go, Aiden we're, Hutchinson. We're gonna help you out, Braylon, just to kind of help you out, get you ready for your next show, brother. Uh, when we look at the PFF has the number one quarter quarterback pressures in the country, there's a kid at Michigan State named Jacob Ponishuk. He leads the country in quarterback pressures. And J- penalties of roughing the passer. Yeah, that's okay. Go back. Go back to that stat. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, who's a fantastic player, projected first rounder. He's, he's fourth in the country. He's so, a, Braylon, if you have uh, any issues identifying – Anybody on Michigan State's defense, uh, his name is Jacob Panishuk. He leads the country in pressures ahead, again, uh, ahead of your top 10 draft pick. Just so you know. Give him a little cheat sheet. We, we, we're Hand them, carrying so, is sharing. Sharing so, is yeah, carrying. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to help you out. Sawyer, so print that and hand it to him for him so he understands for his next show. How about the next? Do we have a next, another stat for him? So there's only two teams with top 10 graded offenses and defenses in the country, and Michigan State's one of them. And, and look who's, not, who's the other one. Georgia. Who happens to be number what? Yeah, number one, the best team in the country, number one. Okay. So when you look at the grades, Braylon, so we can help you out here. I'm not sure what your grade point was at Michigan. I'm not sure you even know, but um, – we're, you know, we rate we are we nah, grade out. He didn't out. go there to play no school, man. You know that, huh? He didn't go to Michigan to play no school. No, no, no. He didn't play no number school. number three draft pick. Yeah, I don't blame him. Good you for know. him. Good for him. So we have one of the um, top <laughs> graded offense and defense in the country. Just to kind of help you out, Braylon, for your next show, so you don't get blown up on Twitter, uh, Instagram. But that's probably what you want. He likes that kind of stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I get it. I understand. Being a hot take artist. Uh, this last clip here uh, got you a lot of attention. 
Uh, you want to play that for us? Then to the Michigan State fans who, who are, oh, chomping the wood. Here we and, go. Oh, here, chomping the wood and blah, 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 blah. Michigan State players. <laughs> Michigan State players. Don't forget this same Michigan State fan base. Oh, they were talking stuff about Mel Tucker last year. They wanted him fired last year. LSU's next coach. Be- before, the, uh, before the Michigan game last year, oh, you guys were using racial slurs. Some of you, not all of you. You were using racial slurs. You wanted him fired. Say he was a horrible coach. Michigan State was a horrible talent. You said all that. And then they beat Michigan and things changed. And now all of a sudden they're, they're 6 and 0. And it's like, oh, chopping the wood. Michigan State players, don't forget what that fan base said about you. Play for yourselves Can I and do not it? what the fan base says on Twitter. 7 and 0. Can't name one. <laughs> Can't name one. I mean, so we gotta we gotta talk about racism now. We gonna bring racism into fan base, into this matchup between Michigan and Michigan State. Braylon, really, Braylon, really? You drop uh, you dropped enough balls in your life. You want to drop this one? It's a big one to drop. Seriously? You know, because... That's how you want to play this one? I, you know... You want to bring that up when Michigan State has a history of diversity? Michigan State's the first school to integrate players from the South? Really? <laughs> you, want, you want clicks? You want clickbait? You want to talk about Willis Ward, Michigan, Fielding Yost? You want to talk about that? I, Restricting I, the player, black player... To play, not even to even come to the stadium at Michigan, your school, your school. Is that because we, the team Georgia Tech didn't want to play against black people? You you want to bring up race between the schools? Like talk about like look look we could we need to leave that out of it. You know we're not talking about race. What you name name me the last black head coach of Michigan football, Braylon? Do that. Name them. Name. Hold on. Hold, hold on. One second. Okay. You know, don't 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 start talking about race in in football, man. This is a game. Racism is life, real life. You know, we don't want to start going down a road that you don't want to go down. Because this is this is a friendly battle between the young men on that field and, and the people that are cheer for each team. And that's fine. But when you start trying to do things and say things like that just for clicks or retweets or whatever the hell you're trying to do. You've gone too far. You've crossed the line, man. You know, cheap shots is your thing. Stop doing that crap. I'm going to tell you right now. Leave the race out of it, brother, because you don't want to go down that road. Okay? This is a friendly battle between the green and white versus the maize and that other whatever that color is okay so we're just gonna leave it right there and keep this and keep it gentlemen or we can get into some gangster stuff but i don't think you want to go there do you braylon don't don't get me started right now as a person of color just don't don't get me started this is a game it's a game it's a friendly rivalry this is this is two schools that are integrated in many ways, many more ways that you would even know. And to interject race in a football game, shame on you. As a former player, you as know a better former than that. As a former player, 
We all grew up in that locker room. That locker room transcends race. That locker room, nobody knew if you were Muslim, black, white, orange, yellow. It didn't matter. Sure, there's idiots on both sides that would make dumb comments. Sure, there was. But this is a game. This is a game. This is a game. Race is not a game. That's a whole different story. And for you to go down that road to worry about getting attention and getting clickbaits and getting people to watch your video. Shame on you. Shame on you. That's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. You know what? We're going to leave it right there, man. Yeah, I'm going to reserve comment because I'm I'm hot right now. I'm going to leave it. We didn't plan to talk about this stuff. I mean, it all came out just literally within the last few hours. Just forget it. Because that's not the way Spartans are. And you know what? That's not the way, that's not the way Wolverines are either. No, no. Not, not the real way Wolverines. Think. Not real ones. Not, not real ones. Nobody talks about that garbage. Nobody, nobody mentions that shit when we're playing a football game. It's a game. We're on the field, and you know as well as I do. You know as well as I do, and Jason knows as well as I do. When we get on that field, nobody knows what's nobody, on the back of your jersey. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what religion you are. Nobody cares what color you are. Nobody cares where you came from. Nobody cares. They only care about what's on the front of that jersey. And why don't we keep it at that when it comes to that game? But when you make comments like that and you talk about our people. Inflammatory. Spartan Nation. Yeah. Our people. People that we know very, very well. Sure, you got idiots. You got idiots on both sides. But when you make stupid-ass comments like that, you deserve to get slapped on air. That's what you deserve, quite frankly. And we are going to leave it at that because I'm going to stop when it comes to that. I'm done. Stop me, Jason. Yeah. Stop me. We're, we're done. We're going to leave it there. Stop Let me. sleeping dogs lie. Let, let's move on to uh, Nostradamus. Okay, well, you know. You got me hot talk, for a we, second. I'm Michigan, gonna get- Michigan's going to win. Northwestern's going to cover. The 23 and a half is a lot of points, man. I think Michigan's good, but, you know, they're going to stumble a little bit there. So, pound, and I mean pound, those Wildcats. Go Cats. You're talking covering the 23 <laughs> and a half. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Go Cats. He's his pa- <laughs> Jason Strayhorn is saying take the 23 and a half. <laughs> Bet the Northwestern Wildcats <laughs> legally, of course. Legally, legally. I'm going to give you a lock of the century. Absolute lock of the century. Moose's lock this week. Take this to the bank. Bank. Michigan State will go into the Michigan game undefeated. There Without it is. Without question, ladies and gentlemen. Without question. There it is. You had it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. I am your co-host, Brian Masalam, alongside my co-host, Jason Strayhorn, and inside the locker room. We will see you next week with Coach D'Antonio. Take care and go green. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.